Hello and welcome to the Rock Your Voice podcast. Vocal coaching tips that will transform your voice, interviews that will inspire, industry guidance, and so much more. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today on the Rock Your Voice podcast, I'm really excited to welcome Jess Moskaluk. She is an internationally celebrated artist. She's a Juno Award winner, a CCMA winner. Uh, she's a SoCan Award winner. She's uh, won all the things. She's a platinum-selling artist with uh, cheap wine and cigarettes. So she's a girl who knows my own heart. And uh, number one hit, Country Girls as well. Like, so much going on for her and her amazing career. And today, she just got announced that she's going to be performing at Nashville North, this stampede. So very, very busy girl. So uh, thank you so much, Jess, for taking time out for chatting with me today. First off, congratulations. I'm so excited I got the Nashville North announcement this morning. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I've been sitting on that news for like way too long. It's <laughs> taken everything in me to not be like, yes, but shows soon. Literally, I was like, well, I'm chatting with Jess later. So like scanned, I was like looking for you right away. I was like, yes, this is so awesome. So I'm really, yeah, really that was excited. Good timing. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, how long have you had to keep that secret? Uh, honestly, like probably a couple months. Oh, I don't know how you sure. do it. I don't and know I understand it. why they waited so long. I mean, the world is changing so yes. quickly that we really just don't know, you know, what, what can happen from like week to week or day to day, it seems like. So totally. I did my best to keep it a secret and I did, but <laughs> yes. it wasn't easy. <laughs> I know, I know. There's such a great lineup of really incredible Canadian artists. I kind of really enjoy the fact that this year, we're almost forced to really promote Canadian music. I actually love that too. I've seen that from a few different uh, festivals, at least, you know, behind the scenes kind of chatter is, is what you sort of hear. And, and I think it's really great because we can carry, like Canadians are every bit as good as all of the Americans. And, yes. you know, wh why not support ourselves? So totally. I'm, I'm really excited that that's becoming a reality. Oh, it's going to be so good. And you've got the other, there's another show up in Edmonton that you're doing as well. Is it Together Again? I believe, what's, is that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When's that yeah, one? Yeah, the Together Again. Uh, that one is August 22nd. Oh. Um, and then we announced another one today as well, <laughs> just like a couple hours after Calgary Stampede. That one's in Prince Edward Island in cool. uh, Tyne Valley. It's, uh, I believe it's called Rock the Boat. Okay. And it's, it's a new one to me. Uh, I'm wow. not sure how long it's been around, but so we're, we're getting around this summer and it feels good. Were you doing a lot of the virtual stuff as well this last year or so? Did you, did you get much into that or, or have you just been waiting to get back into the live real stuff? <laughs> <laughs> a, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, if that makes any sense. I've definitely done some of the virtual shows. In fact, um, I had one that just aired last night and that was the last one, at least that we have prepared. Fantastic. Um, we pre-recorded a bunch of them just because we didn't know what the rules and regulations were gonna be going forward. So I was like, we can do this now. <laughs> so let's do a bunch of them, get them in the can. So they are live, right. but we released them later on. So last night awesome. was the last of those and hopefully it is the actual last yes. of those. So I'm so excited to see that live music is happening again. And um, actually the first time that I saw you live, I was working at the songwriters tent at Big Valley Jamboree. It was Gosh, oh. pro, I want to say 2013, 2014. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't done that in a really long time. Yeah. So that would have been a long time ago. That was early on. Yeah, yeah. So right back at the beginning, I, I did a few years of, of working there and um, good friends with Jolene. And that's that's how mm. I met Carmen, actually. That's awesome. Yeah, so you, you and Carmen, you're still working together as artist manager, right? Yes, yes. absolutely. I just got off the phone with her before I started chatting with you, which awesome. is probably why I'm close to being late. <laughs> It's funny because I've literally, because I have my voice coaching stuff, I have the podcast, and I literally just completed an artist management course. And Oh, no, um, good yeah, for you. thank you. But yours and Carmen's relationship has actually, I, I've been kind of watching from afar via Instagram and, and side stage, I think that one time at Big Valley while she was literally passing you cheap wine and cigarettes on stage that one time. <laughs> and I was like, this is a solid artist manager relationship. It's like... I wanted to it, kind of ask you a bit about that and how how you guys met, how you guys collaborate, how it all works. Well, I mean, it, so I should start off by saying I have, Carmen is one of them, but I do actually have a management team of, okay. of three co-managers. So okay. the other two are Mitch Merritt and Mike Denny, who also co-own the label that I'm signed to, which is MDM Recordings. Right. So I met Carmen at a Chad Brownlee show. I think it was, I think we were in Nashville. Okay. Um, and I was just starting to kind of work with MDM. I hadn't officially signed with them yet, but was kind of, you know, we were feeling each other out uh -huh. and seeing what our, each other's goals were and how this was going to work. And yep. um, Carmen was kind of just part of the deal. <laughs> and, um, you know, this, she was just a part of the team and she was very passionate and very committed to every artist on the roster. Right. And, I kind of just learned really quickly what kind of value she brought to the table and she had come on the road with me for a few shows and I just realized really quickly that I couldn't do shows without her. Wow. I I love my boys so much, my band, yes. but Carmen is my road <laughs> manager as well as my actual day-to-day -day manager, but right. there's something so special about Carmen in general, but also about having a female on the road yes. that just makes things a little bit easier. I mean, the boys are fantastic. And you know, if we ever do have to be without Carmen, they are so like protective and Aww. loving and making sure that I'm totally taken care of however I might need. Um, it. But it really is nice to just have another female on board and a strong one at that that yes. can keep up with the boys and, and be a bulldog when she needs to be but you know, a mother when she needs to be. Right. So I'm so thankful for her at a capacity that is so much bigger than just a professional relationship. Oh, amazing. No, I love that. That's so, so important because you have to put so much trust into someone who's playing that role with, with you and your music and your career and everything. So now I've always watched and seen, I'm like, these guys have a really cool relationship. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad to talk about that. Um, so with regards to your boys, how did you how did you find them? How did you make the lineup? How long have you been playing with that lineup and where did they all come from? How did you choose? Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't get to talk about that very often. So thank you for asking. Yeah. I very early on when I first started again when I had signed with MDM and uh -huh. first, you know, got my very first booking agent, we were taking as many shows as possible, which means that they don't always pay well, mm -hmm. which is fine. Mm -hmm. We don't do it for the money, yep, yep. but it does cost <laughs> a lot of money to travel the country and hire eight-ish people totally. to work with and for you. So what I had done was I was basically hiring a local, like local players, I mm -hmm. guess. I was mm -hmm. contracting local players wherever we might be. So when we were playing in 
Calgary. I had a set of guys that I liked to use from there. And, you know, when we were in BC and here in Saskatchewan or wherever we might be, I kind of had go-to guys. Right. So basically what happened was eventually my career started doing a little bit better and the money got a little bit better as well. And the, the, the spots became headlining spots and, you know, direct support. And I was able to to spend a little bit more money. So basically I was kind of like, okay, I kind of have been auditioning all these guys from all around the country awesome. for a year or two now. And now I get to pick my favorites and fly them to wherever I am instead. So that's basically what happened. We slowly started adding guys. So it started off with my lead guitar player, Brennan Wall, who uh, was from Winnipeg. He now lives in Calgary, but he kind of was, he, he's become the band leader, although he's always really had that role. Mm -hmm. And uh, he kind of was like, okay, well, this, this guy works really well with this guy. I've heard about this guy. So Brennan and I kind of created this band uh, based on, you know, their, their strengths and weaknesses as players, but also just as people and, nice. and who we think would hang well, because you basically yes. in a normal year are like, living with these yes, people yes. in a in, on a bus <laughs> like <laughs> you, you don't get much closer than that yeah no stinky boys allowed we have to have no. have to have pre-approved <laughs> boys on the bus <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> Oh, that's amazing that you had that that opportunity to have played with lots of different people as opposed to just being like, oh, here's your, your prefabricated band. Yeah, that's absolutely it. And I mean, at, at the time, I remember being like, oh, man, this is a little bit tough because I, I couldn't afford to pay anybody mm -hmm. for rehearsals. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of just like jumping into a show without having much of a rehearsal at all, aside right. from soundcheck, if we were lucky enough to get one. And that was really difficult because obviously the more you play with a consistent entity, yeah. the stronger you get. So, <laughs> you know, if I had a lot of shows in Calgary that year, me and the Calgary boys got pretty strong, but then yeah. I'd go to Manitoba and we were playing one show a year with that group yes. and it was really challenging so it was kind of difficult but looking back mm -hmm. it was the best thing I could have done I love that you mentioned like you didn't have a lot of money to pay for rehearsal time or, or this that and the other and band loyalty is such a huge thing to have artists who are like not in it for the money who are committing to you and your music because fast forward I was just reading through all of your you know your accolades and awards and it's like holy crap you've you've <laughs> done a lot you've won a lot and like congratulate like i'm super proud of you like this is fantastic what you've done because you can be a great musician and be like oh well i want this fee for a rehearsal and this that and the other and then next thing you know you've screwed up your relationship with a platinum selling female artist so right it's an industry where you have to be committed to it and and, and from your point of view too like you're going into it you're working harder than the average person would be working to get a career <laughs> off the ground so how do you look at it from a sort of brand building and business point of view because when I'm working with artists I'm always trying to make them realize if you want to take this seriously you're a business you're a brand it's not a hobby yeah that's absolutely true the way that I look at it the most broad way and I'll get into it a little bit more but mm -hmm. the most like top level broad way that I could answer that question is that the music is the part that you get to do yes. setting up and walking onto that stage minutes or seconds after you've been announced and hitting that first chord and singing that first note that's the part that you get to do yes and unfortunately 
the, the rest of it that comes along isn't always super fun. Mm -hmm. But if you love those 60 minutes, those 90 minutes on stage enough, you'll put up with all the, the other stuff that you don't love as much in order to walk onto that stage yes. um, and, and get your music out there as much as possible. So, and, and I'll be the first to admit that there's a lot of parts of, of the music business that I don't like or that right. I tire of or, you know, yeah, but I yeah. think that's any job, not that I want to yeah call this a job but it, it is my full-time employment and th there's parts of that in everything we do there's yes. things that we like and things that we don't like but if we we like it enough overall we're gonna put up with that so I think that that's kind of that's kind of how I look at this right. it's, that's why this last year has been so hard because it's yeah. been a lot of the stuff that we don't love to do it's the scheduling and the mm -hmm. the rescheduling and the re-rescheduling yes and with no no payoff and when I say payoff I mean I don't get to play yes so. oh good and just having that connection with fans to actually see people's faces and be like yes they do enjoy the music they are loving this there was a reason for me slaving away in the studio or writing and all that stuff yeah absolutely that's the thing with the virtual shows I'm really happy that we got to do something but man they're really just not the same it's 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 really strange to um, finish a song and just have everyone kind of stare at each other and then it's all eyes on you because there are still cameras and you're still the artist and you're yeah. like, okay, I have to carry this through to the next song without making this feel super awkward. Totally. So um, yeah, it was it was really weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very strange times. Have you found, have you taken any specific positives out of the last kind of year or so? I know a lot of artists have been like, this has been so great for writing and recording and had that sort of almost downtime where you're forced off the road to be like, I can actually focus on certain elements that I do love. Has, has any of that come up for you? Yeah, definitely. But in a little bit of a different way. Mm. Um, I'm of the school of thought that writing and recording for me was next to impossible. Okay. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not near a major city center. I don't really have a studio set up in my home. So like, if I want to rent a studio, the nearest one is two and a half hours away. Yeah. And that, you know, like, it's just, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's been challenging during COVID right. to, to make sure that that's safe and that we can travel. And so that part has been really difficult. And I'm just such an energy person that I really absorb the energy of whoever's in the room with me, which yes. really can help or hinder a write, but yes. you just don't get any of that on zoom. So right. I've found zoom writing really challenging. Sure. Um, I've, I've done it, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I need to just to not be completely rusty when I can start back up again, but yeah. it's not my, my favorite, but um, I did start a new business venture that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do had it not been for the pandemic and for me staying at home. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just not the kind of person that just like sits on the yeah, couch and watches yeah. movies all day. <laughs> So, so is this your subscription so just, box? Yes, exactly. Tell me about this. Tell me about it. Yeah, so the it's called Handpicked by Jess. And basically, um, it started out as I've had this idea in my head for years, oh. but I didn't ever have the time or the manpower um, or really the resources to kind of actually carry through with it. Right. Uh, until this year. So we got a new intern at our label who uh, <laughs> worked with us for a couple weeks and I emailed Mike and I was like, okay, 
enough of this intern stuff it's been two weeks give her a full-time job because oh, she's nice. amazing. amazing and he did Yay! <laughs> yeah because she's incredible she's been really crucial to, to helping us out with the handpicked but basically what I wanted was um in the beginning of the pandemic I had seen firsthand just how hard a lot of small businesses were hit by a lot of the restrictions mm-hmm. um so I kind of wanted to use my platform and you know, use it to scream from the rooftops, some of my favorite brands and products. And, you know, I can post about them and and that's great. But I was like, there's no better way than to just physically get these products into people's hands. So it's, it's not a subscription box in the typical sense that you can actually subscribe to it. (laughs) We might do that going forward, but right now it's just a one-time purchase. Love yeah, we the first time we sold out in just under two minutes. What? Um, yeah, we <laughs> broke our website. We had to rebuild a whole new website. That's so um, good. And the second time we quadrupled our quantities and we sold out still in two hours. Wow. So it's the kind of thing you have to jump on really quick, but um, so people cool. are loving it. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's such a great idea. Good for you. I love that. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. So we're working on the next few and uh, should hear more about that in the next couple months. We just, the the second box came out in, I think, April. So we're just in the planning phases of the fall winter 2021 edition. Nice. I have a couple of questions that I want to ask that I I tend to ask a lot of the guests because as a vocal coach and sort of a bit of an artist mentor, I, I often get clients who who think that this job or this career is something that happens instantaneously so um, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone always laughs like that when I say <laughs> um, so I kind of uh, wanted to myth bust a little and, and dig back into your history and stuff because uh like how old were you when you started or when you decided music was your thing well when I started singing at all as a hobby just toying around with it I was probably 14 maybe 15 no I was probably 14 right um but it wasn't until I was in my second year of university when I started taking it seriously um and that was kind of just by happenstance I was still singing kind of wherever I could just because I really enjoyed it Uh and trying to make connections but I really didn't think that it was a viable career path and I was like I'd said in university trying to get a career that I thought was viable. So (laughs) yeah, I I ended up taking a break from university in 2010, maybe. Right. right. And yeah, I'm still on that break. There we go. Oh, I love that. That's so good. And so do you have any specific advice for any sort of up and coming artists or people who are starting out right now or who maybe are in university and deciding whether or not to stay? Um, What sort of advice would you give for for inspiring, budding uh, musicians and artists? Huh, that's kind of a tough one. Mm -hmm. I I, I feel like I I would mention, like I did earlier, that the music is the part you get to do and Mm -hmm. just know in the back of your mind that there's a lot of things that you have to you have to do and and work really hard at. um, But it's worth it because you get to do the stage thing. Um, But the other thing that I would mention, and I say this because I know this is kind of an industry podcast and Mm -hmm. um, it's not something I would necessarily mention on a radio, Mm -hmm. like a radio interview, but I, I think a lot of 
budding artists think that they need to find a manager like right now ASAP mm. um, before they start doing anything. And then they think that it's their manager's job to make their career. Yeah. And I, I kind of think that it works a little bit the other way. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you and you, you would know better than I would, but I, I really feel like the manager will come at the right point in time and they'll notice you if you've yes. worked hard enough. And if you've got enough, enough kind of going on, you've made enough happen yourself they'll notice that work ethic and they'll hear about you in their own work circles. Yes. And, and, you know, if they don't come to you and if you've got enough going on that you can't handle it anymore, then yeah, you need to look for a manager, but exactly. there's a good chance that they'll find you before you ever find them. Exactly. Oh, there's my uh, choir of dogs. They always play a cameo at some point in a podcast. It's <laughs> oh my gosh. This is the first time that someone else's dogs have been signed to the punch. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dogs do you have? I have, well, mine are both rescues, but the yeah. one I do know is a Corgi. Oh, um, <laughs> and, the other one we're not sure she's kind of a mutt but i think she's mostly jack nice nice yeah we've got we've got a pound pup and a a rescue too and and then a wiener dog they're all mad oh nice completely crazy so um yeah oftentimes i'll be teaching a lesson and they'll just bust in and do random things in the background but oh that's funny they're trying to match your your pitch (laughs) yeah yeah totally they're uh yeah performing in the background for us right now which is a kind of awesome that's funny I so love it with regards to your voice I love your voice I love your sound it's like super strong I, I just love it do you have Thank any you. specific regime or coaching do you have a coach you work with do you have help with like your maintenance and stuff a little bit yeah. um I started coaching a lot heavier during the the beginning phases of the pandemic right um when I thought that it, it was just going to be a couple weeks or a couple months yeah. I thought yeah. I'll come off of this tour I was on tour with Gord Bamford nice. at the time and we got pulled off the road and I oh. thought okay well we'll rebook these shows and I'll be back in a month so I thought mm. I'm gonna go and wow them I'm just gonna like work my butt off and uh, Good for try out a, a new vocal coach which I did and she's fantastic it's Chanel Guyton awesome uh, oh I love her yeah, she's so I dang good. I love her. I've worked with her too. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's so good. Um, I did stop for a little bit just because I was like, okay, this is going on for a long time. Right. I can't keep doing this like every other day. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, so I, I would like to start up again now that there are some shows coming. But other than that, I mean, this is a terrible place to admit that I've really been slacking lately <laughs> just because I've been writing a little more and working on the handpicked thing and yes. enjoying some time, like downtime for yeah. the first time in like 10 years. And yes. so um, I, I guess... I guess looking back on this, I should have just said, yeah, I'm, I'm resting. <laughs> there, there you go. I'm resting. I love that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you take care of that, that awesome instrument, because uh, I feel like th- things are going to get busy for you. <laughs> it's going to be. I sure time. hope you're right. It's, yeah. it's looking like that based on today's announcements all at once. So, <laughs> so good. I'm so happy for you. I'm, I'm so happy you get to, get to go out and perform live again. And, and I will be there at Nashville North cheering you on for sure i'm super excited to hear hear that you're going to be there and aside from all of that of course we can mention you've got music out right now you've got your Mm -hmm. duet with uh travis collins leave each other alone and uh yeah what else is going on you've uh, you've got the demos what tell us a bit about that yeah yeah of course the demos is my current album that we had released back in february Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a pandemic project as well those songs 
are songs that I had written prior to the pandemic that either never made it onto a record or just barely or, you know, made it onto a record or maybe they were about to be the next single. But I didn't think I was going to do a record. I kind of wanted right. to try my hand at playing the singles route yeah, yeah. for a little while. Um, but then when the pandemic came, I thought, gosh, I really don't know when I'm going to be able to feel confident in writing again because of mm. the, you know, the energy issue that yeah, I'd mentioned yeah. earlier. And and I didn't know when I was going to properly be able to get into a studio mm. or or travel or do any of those things. So I thought, you know what, I have some demos that I had written a couple years back that are just about ready for radio. Nice. They're, they're just about there. So basically what we did was was pretty them up a little bit just through the magic of the internet and, and working remotely. We were able to fix up some vocals here and there, add some more layers uh, to the songs and, and mix and master them nicely. So we did that and just, the, which is why the project is called The Demos. Right. Um, a lot of these songs might never have come to light yeah. depending on other songs that I might've written this year right. if the world is yeah. normal. So it's kind of a fun project in that way. We included a few of the demos before we prettied them up as well. So there's two nice. versions of a couple of songs, including Leave Each Other Alone, actually, before Excellent. Travis put his vocals on him. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Jess, thank you so much for taking time out to chat with me. I know it's a, it's a really busy day for you. So truly, truly appreciate it. And uh, like I said, I can't wait to see you at Nashville North. And, and I'm going to get this up and out right away so that we can, can share this along with the big announcement. So where can people find you how can people follow you how can people support you all of that stuff my website is the best place because you're getting accurate information it's just mm -hmm. Perfect. um it'll take you to my instagram twitter whatever um i'm most active on instagram okay. but that's that's a great way to support is just to follow and and like and and stream the music or better yet you could buy the music which is a crazy concept um, <laughs> but, but it works really great yes yes <laughs> awesome but, great yeah. and all of your live show listings are, are obviously going to be there so um yeah if you are uh, if you're heading out and missing all the live music and stuff go see jess this summer because there's opportunities too i'm so excited for that i cannot wait well i hope we see you at national north come yes, say hi if, if you will, do make it i will for sure and and thank you so much again for joining me today and uh and i wish you the best have a fantastic summer thank you so much you as well it was nice to chat with you Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to like, share, subscribe. And if you feel inclined to leave a review, I truly, truly appreciate it. You can check out all things voice at rocketvocalstudios.com. That's R-O-C-K-I-T vocalstudios.com. And follow me on social too, at Rocket Vocal Studios. Thanks again for listening. And I'll be back with lots more for you very, very soon.